At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and we've got a tremendous hour coming up for you. In 15 minutes, we're going to be taking a look at NFL Week 1 as we're going to be joined by Sean Green, who does a great job over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Looking forward to that. And then we're going to be back ending the hour with a little bit more college football talk as Stephanie Audi does a great job over at the Big Ten Network. She is a sideline reporter for them. I am a man that I'm from Big Ten country. We've got actually a Big Ten conference game. That is going to be coming up within the next few days. So we're going to be breaking down what to expect from the Big Ten this week. So going to have a lot of fun there. And along the way, going to be taking a look at the baseball slate for this upcoming Wednesday. And got to give a thanks first things first to the gentleman that wound up joining me in our number one, Dave Ross. He's a part of the new uh, of the new lineup as well as he's doing big bets over there with Amal Shah. You're able to catch that during the afternoon if you're out there on the East Coast. Sort of in between very, very late morning slash very early afternoon if you're out here out west. So great to be able to get him aboard along with Frank Schwab. And one of the things I wound up talking about with Frank Schwab is a lot of these home underdogs. And if you take a look at their performance, it has been very good over the last, we're going to go 2017 to 2021 as home underdogs. Week one from 2017 to 2021, they are covering 56.67% of the time as they have been able to cover, I believe it is 17 and 13 is their exact mark against the spread. And we've got pro tips for you guys, much like these, based on the show, based on sport, all sorted out. We do one every hour here at VEASAN. You're able to catch them at VEASAN.com if you are a subscriber. So we've got you guys all covered here, part of the new lineup that we are doing. And something that I've always been doing is taking a look at the game of baseball and doing a write-up every single day for it now. The one that I wound up doing for Tuesday is not looking so great. I wound up giving out the San Francisco Giants as a little bit of an underdog. And all well, the San Francisco Giants are currently down by a count of 4-1 to one as I wind up doing this. If you're listening to the replay, you'll know how this one winds up turning out. But San Francisco Giants, three errors in the first six innings. We're going to try to look to a team that is not going to wind up committing three errors in the first six innings in this one. Although, if we do wind up getting three errors in the first six innings, that would actually be a good thing for this one. Because we're taking a look at the total as... We're going to be going out to 919-920 on the betting board. We've got the Boston Red Sox on the road facing off against the Minnesota Twins. As Joe Ryan, he's going to be going for the Twins. And Michael Walker is on the bump for Boston. 
Total on this game is pretty much a flat eight across the board. No real juice to the over or the under, just the basic minus 110. And with Minnesota, finding them between minus 132 and minus 132. A little bit of an outlier here at circa minus 138. Meanwhile, Boston getting them as low as a plus 110, seeing them as high here at circa as a plus 126. And when it comes to what I'm going to be writing up for DK Nation, I felt like the total should have been closer to an 8.5. And, and even at an 8.5, I would have been willing to take a look at the over with the Boston Red Sox. This team has been deplorably bad ever since the All-Star break. They are 14-23 and 23 ever since the All-Star break. And the bullpen ERA of the Boston Red Sox ever since the All-Star break. And this was entering into tonight. So this actually wound up going northward after they wound up having a nice big giant calamity with Cutter Crawford being unable to give the team five innings. But they've got a post-All-Star break bullpen ERA that is currently a 6-1-5. Put this into perspective. Another team has worse than a 540 bullpen ERA in this time span, and they're a team that's pretty notorious for having a bad bullpen because that would be the Kansas City Royals. So it has been just terrible for this Boston Red Sox team, but the one guy that has been able to get it, the job done has been Michael Walker. Michael Walker is right now 9-1 and one for this Boston Red Sox team. They've won five out of their last six games. I do not wind up seeing this last thing. If you take a look at the advanced numbers for Michael Walker, he has been getting terribly lucky. As a matter of fact, He's got a career low in strikeouts with right around seven punch outs per nine innings. He's been able to do a better job with the walks. You may recall his back half performance with the St. Louis Cardinals right around like the 2019 season. He was really having the walks problem with right around four walks per nine innings. He's down to about two and a half this season. So credit where credit is due. And he's been able to lessen the deep ball as well, giving up right around one home run per nine innings. But you just take a look at the balls in play and he's been getting as lucky as lucky gets. And he's not the same pitcher. When he's on the road rather than at home. I don't know what the secret sauce has been for him in Boston. But thus far this season. When he's been making starts out there at Fenway. He has been boasting up a buck 79 ERA. Compared to a 330 ERA. When he is on the road. An opponent's at 48 points higher. Off of him when he is on the road. Now the one trepidation that you do have with this Minnesota Twins team. Is the fact that you do have a Twins bunch. That they're going to be without Byron Buxton. He's currently on the 10J injured list. He is right now their leader in home runs. So that is no doubt a blow for this team. But. Just take a look at the entire lineup of the Minnesota Twins, and they've really been able to pick up the slack without Byron Buxton. They've been able to get to at least four runs in four of their last five games, so they're showing that even without Buxton in the fold, they're able to have success. And also keep in mind, Byron Buxton, he's quite fragile. He's quite like, it's just one of these situations in which with Byron Buxton, if you're able to get 100 games out of him in a year, it's tremendous because when Byron Buxton is out there, He's a borderline MVP candidate when he's fully healthy and he's firing all cylinders. That's just never been the case for a good friend, Byron Buxton, unfortunately, though. But you do take a look at the entirety of this lineup. You've got Nick Gordon, who wound up having the Grand Slam on Tuesday. You've got Gio Urshela, Gilberto Sestino doing a good job moving the line, hitting about a 255 to a 270. Jose Miranda, ever since the beginning of the month of June, he's been hitting above a 300. These guys have really been able to come together and they've been able to produce Carlos Correa. He's been able to launch 15 home runs. He's been hitting about a 275. Want to check the status of Ori Polanco. He's been one of the top home run hitters here for the Minnesota Twins. He's been in and out of the fold, but you still have Luis Arias, one of the best table setters in all of baseball. And if there's one thing that the Boston Red Sox are doing right, the offense has been relatively solid. They wind up picking up Tommy Pham at the trade deadline. He's been able to provide north of a 350 on base. Trevor Story was out for quite a while. He's back in the fold. Both he and... Tommy Pham have both been able to deliver 15 home runs this season. Rafi Devers for a team that has been working out call what it is, down a little bit in terms of their home run power. He still has been able to crank out 25 bombs. This is a team that they do a great job of being able to move the line. Christian Royo has been a little bit in and out of the fold, but Alex Verdugo has been able to come along for the ride for this Boston team, but no faith whatsoever in this bullpen of Boston whatsoever. You got guys like Matt Barnes, Ryan Brazier. When he was out there, Darwinson Hernandez, who he is not on the active roster for the team right now, but he had an ERA that was literally north of the year of 2022. It was hovering in the neighborhood of 21 to 22. And when your ERA is north of the current year, I'm looking at you, Josh Hader, with the San Diego Padres, that's not necessarily too terrific. So something that you do want to be taking a look at with them. And for the Minnesota Twins, it's not like their bullpen has necessarily been too tremendous either, as I've had you on Duran actually lead the big leagues in terms of pitches thrown at 100-plus miles per hour for a reliever. He's been able to post up a sub-2-5 ERA. He's been able to give you multiple innings, so that's been solid. Caleb Theobar recently has been a little bit better, but when you wind up trying out there, Emilio Pagan, you just have to pretty much default that the other team is going to be getting at least two runs 
Anything less than that's a win for you if you wind up betting on the Minnesota Twins. Anything worse than you wind up getting the short end of the stick. But just just think that there's going to be at least two runs given up when Emilio Pagan winds up taking the mound. So that's been a little bit rough for this Minnesota Twins team. And both of these teams are relatively spent in terms of their bullpen as well. For the Boston Red Sox, each had their last three days, and they did not wind up having any sort of a break going from their previous series on Sunday into this one. So that winds up taxing both of these bullpens as well. With the Boston Red Sox, they have not gotten five-plus innings out of a starter in each of the last three days. And for the Minnesota Twins, Chris Archer wound up making the start on Tuesday. And with Chris Archer, he has not went more than five innings in any of his starts. And shock, shock, surprise, surprise, he did not wind up doing so in this one. So you've got a pair of bullpens I don't necessarily have a lot of faith in. Got a guy in Joe Ryan who's been just sort of all over the place. He's been significantly better at home than he has been on the road. But I think that there's going to be negative regression for Joe Ryan at home. And I think that there's going to be positive progression for him on the road. If you took a look at his road start about a month ago against the San Diego Padres, wanted giving up 10 runs in that start in which everything that wanted hitting for the San Diego Padres wound up going over the fence. Meanwhile, he at home. Is allowing opponents to hit just a buck seventy-nine off of them compared to a two sixty-six on the road. It's gonna go northward at home. It's gonna go southward when he's on the road. Relatively steady Eddie guy who's been giving up right in the neighborhood about, I would say about 1.4-ish home runs per nine innings. He's been able to do a good job of being able to control the walks, right around 2.5, 2.6 walks per nine innings. But I don't think that he's necessarily gonna be able to lend the world's greatest start in this one. Last time he faced off against the Boston Red Sox. One six innings, gave up a solo home run, but had to wind up maneuvering out of a few situations. I don't think that he's going to be so lucky in this start. So I'm looking at the over. I would have been comfortable with the with an eight and a half going over. And with the Twins, I still do think that you could have a little bit more faith in Joe Ryan than Michael Waka and this bullpen. I was willing to lay up to a minus 135 on the money line when it comes to the Minnesota Twins. So looking Twins, and what I'm going to be writing up for DK Nation is going to be the over. And then another game that I think is relatively interesting out there in the American League we're going to do this one rather quick, quickly because the whole fade is the starting pitcher in this one. 921-922 on the betting board. It is the Chicago White Sox. They're going to be playing OC Kansas City Royals as Chris with the K Boobich is going to be going for the Royals. And Lance Lynn is on the bump for the White Sox. And inexplicably, the White Sox are anywhere between about a minus 180 to a minus 190 favorite. And between plus 160 and plus 170 is your price on the Kansas City Royals. And for Lance Lynn, it has been... The no good, very bad, terrible 2022 for Lance Lynn. This all stems back to when he wound up getting just brought up to the big leagues in general. He was making some minor league rehab appearances. He looked terrible at the minor leagues. And you know what? The Chicago White Sox said, oh, why not? Let's just throw him up there to the big leagues because surely he'll figure it out. But they forgot that Lance Lynn is about 575 years old for one. And for two, he's just putting balls over the plate. Right now, he's given up 1.7 home runs per nine innings. It has been a very bad circumstance for him. He's got a five-year right now. To his credit, fielding independent is a little bit lower. He's been getting a tad bit unlucky with regards to the deep ball, but it's a Chicago White Sox team that if you're ranking your biggest disappointments in all of baseball, it's Chicago White Sox number one. Everyone else, a country mile below the Chicago White Sox, the man that is currently managing this team, He's got a lot to do with that. You've got a White Sox team that doesn't have a single player with north of 14 home runs right now. And we are now at August 31st with the Kansas City Royals. Team has been looking a little bit better recently. Got a good start out of Brady Singer. I like the Kansas City Royals getting a little bit of a pulse price in this spot. And what else I love, along with a good Wednesday baseball card, is being able to take a look forward to NFL Week 1. We're going to be doing that with Sean Green. He does a great job over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And he joins me next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. 
Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Prizes. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Pocket cash with popular picks. Join the Levi's 501 Pop Culture Pools for free and answer questions for a shot at a share of $10,000 in total cash prices. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Levi's now to get in on the action. Levi's. Buy better, wear longer. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience and great to be joined by Sean Green. He does a great job over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and a man that I know has near and dear to his heart, the Philadelphia Eagles. And Sean, it is great to have you aboard, my friend. Thank you. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, go birds. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the season. Obviously, the AJ Brown trade, uh, you know, got me super excited. But yeah, loving, lo- you know, I'm very optimistic about Nick Sirianni year two. And you know what? We wound up having a man from my home state of Wisconsin on in our number one. And he said that he was picking the Philadelphia Eagles to make the Super Bowl. That'd be Frank Schwab does a great job over there at Yahoo Sports. And want to just get your thoughts on the team for the upcoming season because we saw them be able to bolster the secondary here in recent days as well. And for the Philadelphia Eagles, it does seem like it's starting to come together for them. But what do you think is the overall outlook for them? And what should reasonable expectations be? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always scared of a Philadelphia team with expectations. You mentioned that anytime this Eagles team gets hype or they they start becoming like a you know a, a sexy sleeper pick to win the Super Bowl to get there, as an Eagles fan, as a Eagles insider, I get a little nervous certainly. So, but you look at the roster again. By all accounts, uh, you know, a lot of people have them as the best offensive line. They've really upgraded their defensive line, the pass rush. They drafted Jordan Davis, who is really going to help with the run defense. Um, you know, Hassan Reddick should be able to give them a pass rush with they, which they desperately needed. They didn't really have a second cornerback last season. They do now with James Bradbury. Um, they've gotten some help ideally, maybe for the safety position. We'll see uh, what happens with the guy they just picked up from the saints. But yeah, the roster is, is really, I think pretty well put together. You could say top 10 roster. It's ultimately going to come down to Jalen hurts and I'm high on Jalen hurts. I think he makes, you know, every year Jalen Hurts has been playing football at a high level. He's gotten better as a passer. So I expect him to get better this year. And I think their ceiling depends on how much better he gets, right? Does he make a massive leap? Then certainly they are a Super Bowl contender. Even if he makes a small leap, I think they should be expected to win a playoff game this season. And I think AJ Brown can really help him there. I mean, AJ Brown, you saw what he did for Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback. I think he made Ryan Tannehill a better quarterback. And I expect him to do that this year as well for uh, Jalen hurts. And I do think that overall for the division, it's a very clear one too. obviously the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. And we're right now seeing that in betting markets, the Eagles have become a shorter and shorter number in terms of being able to win the division, but it's, relatively close between those two teams, but I do take a look at the other two teams in the division and the Washington commanders and the New York giants. And not sure about you, but I have no faith in either of these teams. <laughs> Danny dimes just should have never been drafted where he was. <laughs> and right now the giants are paying for the sins of what they've done in drafts. You just don't pick a running back in the top 10. I recognize that Saquon Barkley has a lot of talent, but right now we're seeing the after effects of that. We're seeing the after effects of Danny dimes. And for all the new quarterbacks that we're seeing, 
The one that I feel absolutely the worst about is Carson Wentz. So I think that that helps out both of these teams if you're taking a look at season win totals on either of them because I think in games in which the Eagles and the Cowboys don't wind up playing against each other, they should be able to pick up quite a few in the division. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the Cowboys. Obviously, they won that. Uh, they won the division last year. You know, no team has won the NFC East back-to-back years dating back to 2004 there with the Philadelphia Eagles and Andy Reid. And yeah, I mean, there's a world where Jalen Hurts could be the best quarterback in the division, at least the uh, top two there. And and the Cowboys now, uh, you know, with the Tyron Smith injury is huge. You know, I for me, obviously the quarterback's the biggest position, but right there is is left tackle. So I, I don't, I think it's tough to make a case of like what did the Cowboys do to get better in the off season. They've gotten a lot of, uh, you know, they've had a lot of injuries already. Um, they lost Amari Cooper. Like this team, I think you could make a case has gotten worse in the off season. So it really is, I think the Eagles uh, division to grab, they just got to, you know, take advantage of the opportunity. And I'm with you. You look at Carson Wentz's stats um, before his time at the Colts and it's not horrible stats, but that's why you have to give context to stats. Cause if you watch any Colts games, or if you had money on the Colts, uh, luckily I was on the Jags money line. That was a plus 700 to end the NFL regular season, uh, which was pretty awesome. So they, you know, you watch uh, Carson Wentz, you see the left-handed throws, you see the fumbles, you know, he's not a, a good quarterback. And you even saw that a little bit in the preseason, like him holding on to the ball too long. It, it's kind of been a sad uh, demise for Carson Wentz. You know, maybe, maybe Sam Howell comes in there and, and does something. I, I just don't, you know, Ron Rivera, I don't think has enough going on for the offense. And then, yeah, unfortunately, Brian Robinson, who was, who was a young running back that was super promising for them. Obviously he was involved in that, uh, you know, a victim of a horrible carjacking. Who knows if he plays this year, that's a horrible break for them. And then the, you know, you nailed it with the giants and the giants are dealing with their own injury issues and Kenny Galladay, not buying into the uh, Brian Dable system. So I think they're really, really, uh, you know, pushing uphill both those teams. So uh, it's the NFL, but I, I, I think if you're betting the division, certainly Philadelphia Eagles look pretty tempting. No question about it. I do think that it's going to be one of the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles as it's bearing out. And I'm starting to feel more and more bullish about the Eagles. I think that the acquisitions that they want up making for the secondary, they are going to be very big. So I do think that that is something that really needs to be factored in. And something else I take a look at as well is just week one in the NFL in general. And we were talking about the Giants and the Washington football team now known as the commanders, which I'm going to do that a few times this season. But that said, <laughs> I do take a look at week one for the giants going on the road face off against the Titans, a team that is a five and a half to a six point home favorite. And we don't have a lot of home favorites on the board, by the way, but I do take a look at the spot and there has been a big giant, shall we say bandwagon of people looking to fade the Tennessee Titans this season after what we wound up seeing towards back half last season. And I don't think that the Titans wind up winning this division, but I do think that if there is a opportunity to be able to back the Titans, I think week one might be a relatively solid spot because I feel like there's just so many people are down on this team. And while I think that they overperformed a little bit last season, I think the hate has gone a little bit too far on them. Yeah. You know, the, the Titans are an interesting team to handicap um, again, cause I'm, I'm high on Malik Willis. I, I like what I've seen out of the, out of him in the preseason. I like him as a prospect, you know, his path to getting starting playing time is certainly, you know, kind of muddy here with Ryan Tannehill. And, and I think maybe you're, you're, you're right in the sense that I think the hate has gone too far because uh, you know, Vrabel is a good coach. Like Vrabel seems to be a talent maximizer. He seems to get the guys to play hard for him and, and get up. I do think they're going to miss not having AJ Brown in the passing game. Um, you know, Traylon Burks, maybe he comes along, but he's still a rookie. He's had some issues with his asthma and his health and, and just, you know, struggled. Uh, he's a, he's a rookie. Like maybe he figures it out, but that would probably be later on in the year. But to your point, week one, uh, less than a six point dog. I mean, the giants, a uh, non-conference road game, new coach going into a new territory here. I like the coaching experience of Rabel. I think they're going to be able to figure out Danny dimes. I think this Tennessee Titans defense is slightly underrated and we have a fully healthy Derrick Henry, like beginning of the season, Derrick Henry, they can talk about uh, maybe he wears down as the season goes on and the metrics about like, you know, having 300 plus touches and all that. But week one a, against the giants team that maybe not the most willing tackle tacklers on the other side. Uh, yeah. I like them a lot. Yep. And then when it comes to the other team that I'm not so bullish on out there in the East in terms of Washington versus Jacksonville, we've seen this line come down to three. It opened up at three and a half. It got to four at certain points here in the summer. It's back to three. I would much rather have a three and a half or a four rather than a three, but 
this is a Washington team that I just think is unbettable at this point. We were laying it out with Carson Wentz, and it just has one of the most interesting handicaps for a week one game that we've ever seen. And we've really got two of them because you've got Baker Mayfield going up against his old team in the Cleveland Browns. But now you've got Carson Wentz who essentially got booted out of town because he wound up losing that game to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now he's with the Washington Commanders, and now he's going up against a team that made him pretty much leave Indianapolis. Well, and now you have a head coach in uh, Doug Peterson going up against Carson Wentz and, and Carson Wentz's demise is really what drove him out of town. So I think Doug Peterson may have a chip on his shoulder saying like, Hey man, we had a pretty good thing going in Philly. You really messed it up. <laughs> I, I think Doug Peterson, this is a revenge game for Doug Peterson. Um, you know, this one, I would lean towards the dog right now with Jacksonville. Maybe um, yeah, you're right. Like it's, it's just tough to take the commander's uh, football team, whatever they're going with here uh, for a number of reasons that you laid out. And, and maybe, maybe, you know, they hit a couple deep shots with Dotson. I, I'm not super high as, as some people are on the Jags to make this second year leap, but I think week one, they certainly will be uh, pretty motivated. And again, that Jags defense isn't scared of Carson Wentz. They know how to play him. They know how to beat him. And again, like Carson Wentz, it seems like the Jags are in his head. It seems like a lot of things getting Carson Wentz's head all of the drafting of uh, Jalen hurts the beginning of the end for Carson Wentz. So yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to go dog here with Jacksonville. And one of those rare circumstances in which Antonio Gibson goes from the running back doghouse to now being reintroduced from the doghouse before the season even winds up starting. So you've got to love it there. And Sean, I know that you're doing a great job of getting set for the upcoming NFL season. Always a pleasure to have you on the network, my friend. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. John does absolutely terrific work taking a look at the game of football. So great to get him aboard. And coming up next, got to talk about some baseball underdogs right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play for free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pickup. Join in 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light Pickup now to join in on the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. 21 years or older terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details and as always, Please do drink responsibly as it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. A big thanks to Sean Green for joining me in the last segment. And we talked a little bit of NFL in the last segment. Next segment, we're going to serve those of you college football fans out there because Stephanie Audi does a great job as a sideline reporter over there at the Big Ten Network. She is going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at what to expect from the Big Ten in this week one. So we're going to have both forms of football, the college and pros, covered in this hour. And... Something else that we've got covered, the best staff behind the scenes possible. This is the first night of the Greg Peterson experience on weekdays. And got to give a shout out here to Brian Ortega, who is with me during the weekends. He did an amazing job of being able to produce that show. But with that said, now that we want pretty much taking over for the look at the man that was producing during this time, during Monday through Friday shows, he has come with me, Jason Kahn. He does absolutely amazing work, all these guests. He is doing amazing work being able to book them. So shout out to him. He's going to be here with me along the way. You've got Taylor always gets me set up on audio. He does amazing work. Nick Wells does all the technical directing, all these graphics that you see right here on the screen. They've got you covered there. So it really is a case in which I wind up getting to work with the best in the business. My name is on the show, the Greg Peterson experience, but the men behind the scenes, they are really the ones that wind up making the magic. I just tried to wind up, being sort of like if you're if you wind up going to a restaurant and you've got the waiter and you need them to not spill the soup. I need to not spill the soup because they these guys wind up putting me into a great position and I cannot thank them enough. They are the best team that I would ever want along with me. So these guys, they do absolutely amazing work. And when you wind up working, what is midnight to three? Sometimes it's not for the faint of heart. These guys, they are go-getters. I love it. And what else I love is taking a look at baseball this time of year because we wound up seeing it happen on Tuesday. I alluded to it a little bit in our number one, the fact that 
as a closing north of a $3 underdog. You were able to get them a little bit higher in a lot of spots. You wound up seeing the Colorado Rockies wind up getting it done by a count of 3-2 to two against the Atlanta Braves. And also mentioned the fact that if you have taken under or favorites of minus $3 or more this season, going into Monday, you are 43-23, and 23, and now you're 44-24 and 24 because we did wind up seeing one of those $3 favorites being able to cash on Monday, and then you wound up seeing one of them not be able to cash here on Tuesday. It was the Brewers who were the $3 favorite that wound up being able to get the job done on Monday. And for those of you guys that wound up watching that game, that was a big giant sweat as Corbin Burns wound up giving up five runs in that one. So if you want to bet in the run line, you completely got bailed out. But I do think that it's worth taking a look at if you're willing to back one of these favorites of minus $3. And there are some circumstances in which there's just no value on some of these underdogs. I have alluded on my Twitter feed at GUnit underscore D1 to some of these just really, really bad pitchers that are pretty much unbackable. I mean, you take a look at the turkey tosser himself, Patrick Corbin, and the reason why he's called the turkey tosser is that everyone winds up carving him up. It has been so bad as he has a chance to actually wind up becoming the first 20-game loser since Mike Maroth in 2003 with that terrible, terrible Detroit Tigers team. I was a fan of the Milwaukee Brewers back in the day. And the only thing that you can feel proud of with being a Milwaukee Brewers fan in 2003 is that they weren't the Detroit Tigers. I mean, it was that pathetic. And quite frankly, he is the only 20-game loser that we have seen since 1980 in the MLB. So certainly is a case in which you got him being relatively untrustworthy. I'm just hoping and praying. I, re- I refresh my feeds every single day to see if Yohan Adon winds up getting another start as that's a really bad TJ or bad situation. TJ Zoik, who is pitching for the Reds, has north of a 13 ERA. So there are some cases in which there's just no value on these underdogs that you're getting plus 250, plus 260. You're able to go down the line. Oftentimes, I do wind up finding myself on them. Like with the Colorado Rockies, I was able to make a reasonable case for Jose Urena, and he was able to come through. He gives up five runs over the course of two innings as I wound up alluding to, and Ralph Michaels wound up tweeting this out, does a good job being able to take a look at a lot of these trends that we have seen in just nine instances since 2003, plus 250 or greater underdogs cash in back-to-back instances when they were an underdog of plus 250. It it has happened four times this season. It's happened just nine times since 2003. So it tells you that this has been a little bit of a year for the underdogs, but if you're looking at betting on some of these favorites, rather than laying minus $3 because... In my opinion, sometimes there is value with a minus $3 greater favorite. Like one of the best bets I've made since I moved out here to Las Vegas. My first summer here, it was the Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather fight. I was able to get Floyd Mayweather at minus $4, and I felt like he should have won the fight 99 out of 100 times. I wound up probably putting a little bit more than I should have because I was still paying off student loan debt at the time. So that was not necessarily too terrific, and I'm just like, yeah, we we need to make this student loan payment for the month. And you know what? Floyd Mayweather being able to get value on him. That was one of the best bets that I could have made. I felt very good about it. Finds it coming through easily. So there are times in which betting on some of these favorites are a good thing because when you take a look at these money lines and things of that nature, it is implied odds. So like with the minus $4, I wanted alluding to a little bit earlier with Floyd Mayweather, if you wind up thinking that he winds up winning four out of five times, that's break even because that implies 80%. If you think that he winds up winning more than 80% of the time, you've got value there. If you think that he winds up winning less than 75% of the time, obviously no value there. As a matter of fact, anything less than 79.99% of the time, no value there. And then it's on the flip side for underdogs. If you wind up having a plus $3 underdog and you think that they win 20% of the time, because if you wind up taking a plus $3 underdog, you put down 100 bucks and you wind up getting back that 100 plus 300. So that means that you need to hit 25% of the time to be able to break even. Anything more than that, you are making money. If you're hitting at less than 25%, you're losing money. So there are certain instances where you could wind up seeing a $3 underdog. You think that they only win like 15, 20% of the time. And a lot of people are like, ooh, you're getting plus $3, but it's like, you're only winning that bet 15% of the time. There is no value in it. You could wind up getting lucky. And one of the times it might wind up being in that circumstance. But I do think that that's important to take a look at. But when it comes to baseball, there are ways in which you're able to reduce this juice and you're able to take a look at it. And we do a great job of being able to take a look at props here at VSIN whenever we do wind up 
having a little bit of a specialized segment. We've got you covered there. If you're a VSIN subscriber, you're able to sort all these out as we wind up doing some prop watches all throughout the week. That's something that we're doing a little bit more of here on the network with our new rollout of this fall lineup. But something that you're able to take a look at in so many books and DraftKings, they offer all these as if you're taking a look at the starting pitcher that you think is going to go out there and is just going to be an exterminator. He's just going to go through the other team like Max Scherzer is going up against Colorado Rockies. That one did not wind up coming through, but I mean, more often than not, you can expect Max Scherzer to give a relatively solid start against the Colorado Rockies. There's things like odds to be able to record a win, hits allowed. One of my favorites is walks because, I mean, it's one of those things where it's just a little bit of an interesting market, and it actually is a market that you can wind up exploiting. I know that there have been some people, Jared Smith is someone over there at PixWise that does a great job of this because... All of the walks props that you are seeing for the games on Wednesday, and this is a market in which when I'm going to be doing this show from 9 p.m. Pacific to midnight, you're not going to have all of them up like as I do it right now. You've right now got four games in which you know the starting pitchers and the props are up, and that would be Red Sox, Twins, Padres, Giants, Yankees, Angels, along with the Diamondbacks and the Phillies, more of the super late games slash the games which there was a little bit of indecision as to who the starter was going to be. You're going to be finding a lot of those lines populating, as I mentioned a little bit earlier on the show, if you're out there on the East Coast, 7 o'clock a.m. Pacific to 8 o'clock or 7 to 8 a.m. Eastern time if you're out here on the West Coast. More like 4 to 5 a.m. is when you're going to see a lot of these lines wind up populating. But I do think that it's worth taking a look at because if you're looking to bet some of these teams on the money line, like I mentioned, the Padres versus the Giants game, little bit of a tighter line with the Padres. You're finding them right around about a minus 130, minus 135 favorite. We should probably see a little bit of line movement with the game wind up just wrapping up as I wind up doing this. But if you're looking for a little bit of a plus price on the San Diego Padres, you're able to take Joe Musgrove to be able to get a win. The Noah's minus 155. So if you do think that he's going to get lit up, might want to take a look at Alex Wood at a plus 260, but his yes is a plus 115. We don't necessarily have anything too demonstrative other than the Yankees versus the Angels, where the Yankees are more like a $2 favorite. But once again, if you're looking to reduce the juice on a team like the Yankees, who are finding themselves right around about a $2 favorite, instead, if you think Garrett Cole is going to go out there, he's going to go into inferno mode, just wind up mowing down the LA Angels, and he's going to record a win. You're able to get that at minus 115. Rather than laying a minus $2 money line, if you feel that good about Garrett Cole, that's a good way to be able to reduce the juice, get the odds a little bit more in your favor, and have a little bit less liability on the game in general. So something that is provided in baseball, rather than taking some of these money lines, and like I said, sometimes these favorites actually do wind up having quite a bit of value, is by taking a look at some of these ancillary markets. I think that that's very important to take a look at, because we're going to have a lot of big giant favorites when it comes to the back half of the MLB season, and when it comes to big giant favorites, we've got quite a few of them in the college football slate for week one. We're going to be taking a look at the Big Ten side of things with Stephanie Audi of the Big Ten Network next right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut. Every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. It's football season, and betters know that this is where the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSN, and now is the time become a VEASAN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro football guides. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles on every single team with advanced stats, power rankings, and so much more like season win totals, division finishes, player awards, and much more. Sign up early and for a discount at $175, you receive both guides and full access to VEASAN all the way through the Super Bowl or just $40 a month. You get everything that VEASAN has to offer to up your sports betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options to become a part of the Sports Betting Network. As we are back here on the Greg Peterson Experience, and it is great to be joined by Stephanie Odie. does a great job over there at the Big Ten Network. And Stephanie, great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining, or thanks for letting me jump on, especially week one of college football. Cannot wait to get back into it. I cannot wait as well, and I know that you're someone that is near and dear to the Ohio State University. So we're going to start right there. Ohio State finding them as a 17 and a half point favorite against Notre Dame. Notre Dame, a little bit of a new look for them, a little bit of a new regime with Brian Kelly now out there at LSU. Relatively big line, but as we know, if you're going to be banking on one offense out there in the Big Ten, it certainly is Ohio State. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, it is the marquee game of the weekend. And I know that Notre Dame loses their head coach, but everyone is rallying behind Marcus Freeman. He had the bulletin board material. He was talking about that spread. I got it at minus 14 and a half for Ohio State. It's stretched out to 17 and a half. And I know that total looks big, but I want to take the over. I feel so confident in this Buckeye team. They are so upset about that Oregon loss at home in the opener. That Buckeye team does not let those losses sit with them, just like we saw against Clemson and the Fiesta Bowl in 2019. They came back and they showed up to Clemson and the Sugar Bowl in, way, in route to a national championship. But this is going to be a statement game. I don't think just winning by 17 and a half is enough for the Buckeyes. And when you have that trio of the Heisman contender and CJ Stroud, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Trevion Henderson, that is the most powerful offensive trio in college football. And then that defense, I know the secondary was that Achilles heel to the Ohio State Buckeyes in, in recent years, but they had that addition and Jim Knowles, a defensive coordinator. And I think outside of head coaching positions. That was the most significant hire this entire offseason and what he's doing to bolster that defense. I don't see anyone stopping this Buckeye team this year. And I think it's going to be interesting to take a look at Notre Dame, not just in this game, but moving forward as well, because Marcus Freeman, as we know, he was by trade a little bit more of a defensive player, a guy that really made his bones by being able to bulk up that Notre Dame defense as well. So I do think that that's going to be interesting to take a look at. But I mean, in a big time in which... As we both know, offense typically is at a premium. The one team that's really been able to bust through with their offense, that would be Ohio State. So I do think that that is going to be an interesting little bit of a parallel there. And when it comes to taking a look at week one as well, you mentioned that this is really one of the more marquee games of the week. But another marquee game is the Oregon versus Georgia game, as that one is going to be happening in the state of Georgia. And right now, we are seeing a similar line, 17 and a half points in favor of Georgia right now. And this is one in which I feel like it's gone a little bit too far because unlike with Ohio State, 
Georgia, not a team that is necessarily going to go out there and is going to rip off a 45 plus point performance or anything like that for Oregon, a little bit of a new look for them as well. But I do take a look at this Oregon team and out of the two teams that we mentioned that are catching 17 and a half points. I feel a little bit better about them. Yeah. I, I Ohio State's the only team with that wide of a, a margin that I'm taking to cover there. Here, I think Oregon is is really stepping up at a time when Georgia's taking a loss. We see 15 of their starters move on. They even lose some guys in the transfer portal. And Oregon, they're looking to make a statement for the Pac-12, just like Utah is up in Florida against another SEC team in week one. But you look at the losses that Georgia suffers on that number one top-ranked defense from last year. I don't think the reigning champs are coming back as strong. And I think the X factor here the biggest loss on the defense is that the coordinator with Dan Lanning heading across the sidelines, he goes to goes off to Oregon, and then in week one, he's right back in Georgia playing against his previous team. He spent three seasons there helping get this defense to the top-ranked defense in the country. So I think if anyone's suited to go up against them, it would be Lanning here. And I think that that's the X factor. Plus, he's also bolstered with a quarterback who's experienced in playing in the SEC against Georgia and Bo Nix. So... I think that they're going to cover here, but I still have Georgia winning it. Yep, I don't blame you there. I do think that Georgia winds up getting the job done. I just think that it's a case in which line has went a little bit too far. So I feel like we're in agreement on that one. And I'm not sure about you, but I think that we're in agreement that it's very weird to see Big Ten conference play wind up going off in very early September. I still remember from last year being someone from the state of Wisconsin. I was pretty salty about that Penn State versus Wisconsin game. So Good thing we don't wind up having the Badgers in action in one of those. But with that said, we do have Penn State in another one of those. As they wind up hitting the road, they're going to be going up against Purdue. And Purdue, anywhere between a three and three and a half point underdog. We've seen a couple threes wind up resurfacing, but we've mostly went to three and a half in this spot. Where do you wind up seeing this one playing out? Because it's certainly a game which I think that point's going to be at a little bit more of a premium here. As we've seen the total go from 56 and a half down to right around 52 to 53. But I do take a look at the circumstance and I think that it's just very strange in general trying to handicap conference games here in very early September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Purdue proved to be that team that could really derail your season and they, they stepped up last season. So they're looking to do that again here. But even at home, I think Penn State is just a, a smidge above them here. And you you even look at the series. They've dominated the last time these teams met at Ross State Stadium. It was back in 2016. The Nittany Lions crushed the Boilermakers. 62 to 24. That was the most points scored by a visiting team in that stadium's history since 1924. I think it can, it's going to continue. Penn State's defense has allowed less than 200 passing yards per game last year and had 14 interceptions. Both of those marks were third best in the Big Ten. I know that their offense isn't as mighty, and that's why I do like the under here. But Penn State covering, you know, a two and a half. I think that's going to be an easy one, even at Purdue. They got an experienced veteran six-year quarterback in Sean Clifford. And, you know, say what you want about him, but he had a solid year last year with, you know, over 3,000 yards passing, 21 touchdowns, just eight interceptions. He's got some weapons, and I think that they're going to be able to, to put this one to bed. But I like the under as well with this one. Yep, I'm right there with you. And we have seen that total tick down quite a bit, but... How about if we wind up giving some love to this conference because I love the song, The Return of the Mac, and you know what? You've got a little bit of a play on a Mac team as we've got Miami of Ohio going on the road facing off against Kentucky. If this were a football matchup, we could probably see a little bit of a bigger line than right around 16 to 17 points. Right now, I'm seeing this settling at a lot of places right around a 16 to a 16 and a half. But with that said, take me through your mindset in terms of Miami of Ohio versus Kentucky because this is one of those games that are off the beaten path, but as we both know, sometimes some of the best money is made on some of these games that aren't necessarily getting the love nationally. Yeah, you're definitely right that maybe if this was a basketball game, it'd be much different. <laughs> I went to Miami of Ohio, and I can safely say that Yeager Stadium was not a frequent place for me to visit. I think we would take the short two-hour drive to Columbus much more often for a football game than we would you know, make the walk to Yeager. But I like Miami here to cover. I do think Kentucky is a little bit of a sleeper in the SEC just based off that schedule. I don't think the committee would be impressed with an unranked win, but Kentucky will win this one. 17 and a half, though, I think Miami can cover this. I feel like that big announcement just on Monday, the line moved so much when we made when we learned that Chris Rodriguez Jr. 
You know, their top running back suspended for an offseason DUI. We don't know how long that suspension will be just yet. I think that's a major loss. We saw that line movement just yesterday. You know, we, we see we see them lining up for the podium. It was a 17-point favorite at 11:30. And then as the presser continues, that line dropped to 16 and even some books 17 and a half to 16. So there's been lots of movement with that one announcement. Big impact player. I think it's going to definitely have repercussions for the Wildcats. You're also missing out on Jordan Wright, who is another big impact player. And so I think that these two big losses that Kentucky's having in that first game, I think it's going to be tough to overcome, even if it's a home game. I think Miami can surprise you. I, I think that Kentucky's going to be a contender for that SEC spot, but only because they have a weaker schedule. And going up against a Miami team, they might get surprised just looking ahead at their conference. And I do think pointing out the fact that Rodriguez is going to be out with that DUI, that is very important as well because Kentucky, a team that very much is ground game based. And we've got about 30 or so seconds here. Take me through Utah versus Florida because I feel like this is the other marquee game of the week. You know, this is one that I, 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 the hardest one I struggled with was Cincinnati and Arkansas. So I'm almost glad we're not even getting into that one. (laughs) I think the Pac-12 definitely has, a lot to to win here. I mean, you're going in as a ranked team in the swamp, one of the toughest environments in college football. So both of these teams have a lot at stake. Florida boasts the the longest running for home openers and and going for I think it was 32 games in a row in their home opener without a loss. I think they're going to get upset at a two and a half point spread. I think the youth will top that. They're the contender to make it and that fourth spot out of the Pac-12 in the college football playoff, but they got to do well for the Pac-12. I think their conference I, name is riding on it. I think so as well. Big thanks to Stephanie for joining me right here on the Greg Peterson Experience. Baseball's coming up next. What's the guarantee? What's the guarantee? Hey, Derek! What's the guarantee? The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back. With $12 million in guaranteed prizes. There's two ways to win. There's two ways to win. There's two ways to win. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.